Good morning and welcome to First Baptist Church of Salt Lake City and to our Sunday morning worship. Uh, I thank you for joining us this morning and I pray that you indeed feel God's Holy Spirit. Uh, I don't know if you're like me, I really need this time of peace and reflection, a time of feeling God, uh, God's presence in my heart and feeling connected to each of you. It's been a crazy week. Uh, I invite us all to be prayerful and hold our country in prayer right now as we are in the midst of a, uh, a difficult time, a crisis, a time of, of violence, uh, a time when great disappointment is uh, being felt uh, for everyone who loves this country. Uh, I pray we can learn from this experience. I pray that we will use it as a as a means of as, as something that will unify us going forward. Um, just pray for our country as we move into the future. Uh, along those lines, why don't we join together in prayer as we begin our worship this morning? Our loving and gracious God, we do pray for our country and we pray for ourselves as your followers, as your community. We pray for ourselves as citizens of heaven and ambassadors in this world. And we pray that you would bind us together with your love, one person to the other in, uh, in our humanity. Um, and may we Find love and peace uh, in the midst of these trying times. Be with us this morning as we worship. Uh, may we feel your presence and your peace. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. This morning our text comes to us from Mark. Uh, Mark 1, 9 through 15. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming out, out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. And the spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. May God add a blessing to this reading of the text and cause it to be the inspired word for us today.
There's a lot of strong, almost violent language in the text today. The heavens are torn apart. The Holy Spirit drives Jesus out into the wilderness. He's there with Satan and wild beasts. John is arrested and taken to jail. It creates a tense scene. Of course, in the middle of that, there are also some strong affirmations. The Spirit descends like a dove. A voice declares, this is my son. God is well pleased. Angels wait on Jesus in the wilderness. The contrast sets up the norms of the life Jesus would have. One filled with contrasts. A life of tremendous joy and blessing, but at the same time a time of pain and violence. Mark gives us this very brief beginning of Jesus' ministry that would later be expanded on by other gospel writers. Before ever saying a word about the kingdom of God, Jesus prepares himself through the ritual cleansing of baptism. And this aligns his ministry with the ministry of John the Baptist. In this act, Jesus receives affirmation from God. And many who read Mark see in this passage the moment when Jesus is adopted by God. And in this moment, uh, Jesus becomes the anointed Christ. There is no time to bask in the glow of God's affirmation as immediately Jesus is driven by the Spirit out into the wilderness for 40 days of trial and temptation. This seems a familiar story to me and perhaps to many of you as well. It seems that just when things are at their height, when everything's going great, something comes along to take the shine off. When I was baptized at age 14, it was, as you can imagine, the pinnacle of my spiritual journey up that far. I'd been growing and learning, and I felt as though I had finally made it, and I was ready for this uh, experience of baptism. But then it seemed that the moment I professed my faith in this way, the moment that I felt my commitment was real, the instant that I said in my heart, here I am, Lord, take me, I was confronted with all kinds of things that seemed to conspire to take it away from me. Instead of being this shiny trophy that I could put on a shelf, my faith was a tool or even a weapon that was constantly having to be pulled out to defend against temptations and deceptions, idols and misconceptions. Instead of this beautiful thing that I could sit back and admire, my faith was bedraggled, scratched and worn, ragged on the edges. It had been dulled by the efforts and needed much sharpening from time to time. There were times when it felt as though my faith just wasn't strong enough to do the job, and I feared it might break altogether. At other times, I would just leave it at home, thrown in the corner or under a dresser, or lost in my car somewhere. I'd have to go hunt for it. However, we are reminded in this story that in addition to all these trials Jesus endured, there were angels attending to him. He was not alone. That same voice that spoke words of love, that same spirit that descended like a dove, came to Jesus in, this, in the form of attending angels in the wilderness, giving him the strength he needed to continue. 
It gave him what he needed when he learned that John had been arrested and he, along with the rest of John's followers, were frightened and scared about what would happen to them, unsure of what the future holds. And it's clear that Jesus and his followers ran to Galilee to lay low for a while in the wake of John's arrest. Yet when he got here, got there, in spite of his fear, his faith told him to persevere and to share that which God had given him to share. Jesus preached, Jesus healed, Jesus cast out demons, Jesus confronted the Pharisees. That's hardly what I would call laying low. His tried and tested faith gave him the courage to press on in spite of the fact that things were difficult and things were not going as planned. I.e., I'm not sure that they ever expected John to be arrested and then ultimately executed. Faith is an important tool for getting through life. Being able to keep an eye on bigger things, laying the things that are out of our control in the hands of God, following God's lead, even when you don't see where God is going. All of these elements of faith are crucial for being able to survive and thrive in the turbulent world we live in. But it is a tool that needs attention. It can't be just left out in the shed to rust, nor can it be dulled by constant use. It must be sharpened and honed. It must be used well and then tended to. Let me switch from the farm implement analogy to a musical one. Really good guitars are resilient and can withstand a lot of abuse. What they can't deal with is neglect. A guitar is meant to be played, and as it is played, something happens to the wood. The vibrations of the guitar transform the wood, and over time the sound becomes fuller and warmer. New overtones emerge, creating a depth of sound that you can only get from a well-played guitar. These are times that test the resilience of our faith. And we must play that faith often if we hope to get the most out of it. Through prayer, meditation, study, fellowship, and other spiritual disciplines, we can experience a depth of faith that will be our most important resource for managing the difficulties of life and finding our way toward the full and abundant life Jesus promises us. Jesus also was facing difficult times. In preparation, he did two things. He claimed his faith in the act of baptism and received from that co commitment an affirmation of who he was, the Son of God, which pleases God. He then exercised that faith in a way that prepared him for his ministry. We are called to do the same in living out our lives and calling, to claim our faith and depend on that faith we claim, to get us through each day. Let us pray. Our loving and gracious God, uh, we thank you for our faith, a faith that is sometimes forgotten and put aside, a faith that sometimes is, is dull and unused and rusty. Help us in this, even in this difficult time, but at all times to 
uh, sharpen our faith, to continue to grow in our faith so that it might withstand anything that this world throws at us. We thank you for uh, this word today. We thank you for this community and all that it means for our lives together. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you and God bless.